Hey, and welcome back to the Rick and Daffs podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Daffs. And we are here unscripted and raw. That's right, Rick. Yeah. Daffs, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I got the house to myself tonight. You're all alone. Yep. Stacy's already on Christmas vacation, and I am holding down the fort. But unlike the movie Christmas Vacation, you haven't burned down the house or gotten um, attacked by police or SWAT SWAT team yet. The night is still young. It's true. It's only eight. It's eight o'clock on the 26th of December. And my progeny is asleep. So I'm feeling pretty good. That's uh, pretty great. Um, so we're going to do our December episode. And... Um, uh, we're just going to keep it short and sweet, Daffs. We're going to do a news story, and we are going to do just... Remember back in the day when we just did a couple questions that weren't quite episode-worthy, but were still nonetheless quite interesting? Yeah. I'm thinking we'll do some know. of the some of those. That was classic Rick and Daffs format. Yeah, and then, you know, it's starting next year, we're going to be more regular because we're going to be have, like, taken our po- equivalent of podcasting Miralax. Um... <laughs> good nursing joke there uh we uh since we're now skyping we have just so much more ability to get together over the over the internets Um, so much yeah um so we'll be able to start podcasting on the regular more often and i think what we're going to do is open up with an episode about uh, a superhero dating game yes that's going to be a good one and i can't wait for season what is it season six Something like that. Oh my goodness, that's just crazy. We're we're, we're gonna be like Law and Order. It's gonna be like the thirty seventh <laughs> season when I'm when we're like in our sixties and we're just like, which ache and pain would you rather have, <laughs> elbow or knee? Ooh, that's a good what? question. <laughs> well, Daphs, what will it be, Kane or Walker? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's go ahead and dive in. Um, uh, let's see here. So the first question actually was your question. Um, how? And it's kind of a ridiculous question, but didn't you ask me once recently how the world would be different if we used fruit as money? Yeah, so uh, I, I feel like this might have been already in our podcast last week, was it not? No, it was not. Oh, man. I'm imagining things. That podcast yeah, so, was so bad it never aired. What with all <laughs> your, your your drunken diatribes. Yes. About Christmas. But yeah, I mean, so the idea of food as money. I mean, essentially that's what, you know, food used to be. It used to be money. Salt is still used in some cultures as currency. Um, hmm. So it's one of those things where it's not an unreasonable idea. It just seems strange now. Now that we uh, basically money is made up and it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. And people so rarely even use cash these days, which is just wild. It's it's like we're in the we're basically like just like a couple clicks away from saying, like, give me three credits for whatever. Yes. Like this we're, we're getting close to the sci fi films. Yeah. Of old. Where our economy is just made up. Um, so my initial thought was that you would have to really like, if fruit was money, 
uh, the orchards would be heavily guarded. <laughs> the Dole Plantation would go back to its probably like it would be pretty. It would also be heavily guarded. There would be machine gun turrets. It would be like a uh, very um. It, it would be very dangerous to to go near there. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to me because the the idea of money that you might eat, like if you get hungry enough, you're just going to eat that apple. Yeah. And but the idea that that apple, it's not going to be around forever. Like eventually that apple is going to rot. So you'd really have much more fluid economy and people would be sending. You'd be constantly boosting the economy. Yeah. That's true. I think. uh it would be weird um, because, yeah, what you're saying is totally true. I think there would be some weird, like some weird things where if you saw like a fat person, it would be weird because they would probably be rich because they will have been not eating any fruits or vegetables mm-hmm. because uh, they've been saving. <laughs> yeah. And like you wouldn't have. You'd see, necessarily- a, you'd see a thin person. You'd be like, they have no self-control at all. <laughs> Shame on them. Some ripped guy goes running by. Yeah, he's probably late for his bus for his know nothing job. Ugh. Lazy bum. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so so certain fruits last longer, and so I had a, a, a curious idea of would a fruit that lasts longer be worth more? I totally. Does, I think it totally would. Size? It totally would. Like, what's the fruit that lasts the longest? Uh, pumpkins. Pumpkins and gourds. They're technically considered berries, um, but you can put them in a uh, a cellar, and they will last you, like, six or eight months before going bad. The only reason why pumpkins rot so much that we see them is because we carve giant holes in them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, I kind of wonder, then, if banks would be very, very different. Like, you'd see a guy with, like, a wheelbarrow coming out of the... Coming out of the bank, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a whole, like a, like going to the, um, going into the back of like a Brinks truck with like just a wheelbarrow of pumpkins and gourds. <laughs> They'd probably start working on like shrinking the, uh, the gourd itself, like to make it as small as possible. Although if it if it's like anything else, like humans, they'd be like, oh. This gourd is like worth eight hundred pounds. It's worth more than this small, tiny gourd. Yeah, there definitely be some values to it, and like seasonal gourds are—they last forever. Those things are like bricks, but they, you can't. They really can also eat. be used as weapons. Like it would be one of the first, like things when you could say, uh, "He threw money at the problem and he fixed it." Like a guy is trying to rob him and he throws money at the problem. Not only does he fix it because that's what the guy wanted but two if he knocks him out with the money then it's pretty awesome i mean i think throwing gold bars at people is like the same equivalent you could do a serious amount of damage but if you miss them they're really happy uh bill gates mug throws gold bar into uh would-be assassin's eye (laughs) isn't there some parks and rec thing where he's like I don't know how much money I have, but I know how many pounds of money I have. Something like that. Because all yeah. his money's in gold. 
Uh, yeah. Well, I think that, that whole probably, idea is just kind of strange to me. We could probably go further in depth on that one, but I think we should probably move on. We can always re. I think we could reimagine it, though. I, I, I feel like that's a topic that needs to come back uh, and be further examined. There might be a full episode there. Um, we briefly talked about this on our chat because we are just like a, just a, a constant stream of just random thoughts that we just share back and forth. We're doing the podcast whether we're getting recorded or not. Exactly. Um. But what would your strategy be if you had to trade places with one person for a day? Like, and you could choose any person. Like, what's your strategy? Are you, like, going for a rich person to give yourself money? Are you, like, going, like, a prankster route? Are you trying to change the world? Or you just want to see what it would be like in somebody else's random person's shoes? You know, get more empathy. I don't know. what What's your strategy on that? Yeah, so there's definitely... Uh three or four schools of thought, but I, I feel like the, where most people's mind goes to is what can I get out of it versus what can the world get out of it? I totally agree. And, and so going through like uh, to a rich person, and then it's like writing a bunch of checks to yourself. Uh, and then when you get back to your own body, cashing them before they you know stop payment um, is, is not a bad idea. And honestly, you can also do blackmail and a few other things, too. It's not hard to get a famous person's body in this scenario. You know, take some, like, really compromising photos and email them to yourself. Oh, yeah. And then later be, like, <laughs> later be like, oh, yeah, uh, you're going to need to start paying money on the regular or if these are going to the press. Yeah, but the thing is, is if you were that person, you could just transfer money to yourself. Like, you could just skip the whole compromising photo part. That's true, but that only lets you just, do money right now. Yeah, what but without money? without going to prison. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, totally legal. I'm, See, I, 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 I think what I would do, like, I, I thought about this, and it's like, could you change the world? Could I be more rich? I mean, I would probably take some money. I mean, I'd be lying if I said if I was, if I was Bill Gates for a couple days or a day if I wouldn't give myself, you know, five, ten million dollars. You know, mm -hmm. whatever. That he doesn't even notice that pocket change. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, but I was thinking like if you just wanted to have fun, what you would do is just go on you'd be like, I'm I'm Bill Gates or whoever. And I go on, I'm just like, I have an announcement to make. Because you know that camera people are showing up. And then you yeah. just make Either some ridiculous outlandish statement that now this person has to follow through on. <laughs> or or you reveal some embarrassing secret that's not like super scandalous, but is just like embarrassing. And now they can never get out of it. Like, I have terrible flatulence because I've just been eating cabbage water for six weeks. And like... I don't know, something like that, where th that now they're just like, they have this thing that's out there about them that's embarrassing that they can never get rid of. <laughs> or, I'm going to run seven marathons in seven days. Or, I'm going to donate all my money to charity. <laughs> now we get to watch Bill Gates run seven marathons in seven days. 
or <laughs> I'm going to recreate uh, around the world in 80 days by flying a hot air balloon <laughs> around the world. And I'm going to live stream it for everyone to see on this on this particular TV channel or whatever. So apparently going around the balloon in a hot air balloon or going around the world in a hot air balloon actually is incredibly difficult to do it all at once. Yes, I know. That's why I want Bill Gates to attempt it. <laughs> People have been trying for like forever. Yeah. Um, I mean, so there's also the idea of like, what could you change? So like if I was like took over the president's body. How much damage could I really do or good could I do to the world? Because, like, we think of the president of having, like, unlimited power, but you really don't. Like, a lot of things you start would get undone, you know, the next after a day. couple of days. Well, you'd still yeah. cause, like, you could still cause a lot of problems. Oh, you totally could. The best thing you could do in this case, like, honestly, one of the most, like, it doesn't seem like that at this particular time in our history, but I think one of the most like ups, like unsettling, like messing with like the world things you could do would just be resign. Be like, I'm stepping so, down now and then just leave because then it causes like this constitutional, like not crisis, but like there's all these things that now have to happen. <laughs> all this work that was supposed to be done is not done anymore. <laughs> and then the next day he wants to come back yes. or she wants to come back and pants because that's like the rules. They're like, you're crazy. What's wrong with you? I didn't resign, I swear. It wasn't me. Yes, it was. Someone tried my body. Okay. <laughs> it's, weird. it's a good thing you resigned. No kidding. <laughs> Maniac. <laughs> um, yeah. And then there's always, of course, you know, the whole like, oh, well, you know, I would switch bodies with like my significant other so I could live like a day in her shoes and like see what her life is like. Although in like both of our, well, less so mine, but in your case, you could actually end up getting Stacy fired because you have no idea how to do her job. Oh yeah, I have no clue what I'm doing. Because <laughs> she like, does you, tech stuff. <laughs> yeah, you could probably do what Mo does because you guys are both ICU nurses. So yeah, like, I could. I could like fake it well enough. Like I could do, I wouldn't know the same neuro like level of neuro stuff, but I know enough that I could get by. I don't know what kind of ICU nursing she does versus what you do, but like, I, I imagine like the charting system might be different. The charting be like, would be different. Oh. <laughs> yeah. She, well, she's so, so she does brain like surgery ICU and I just do general. So like I see a little bit of everything, but I don't see anything super in depth and she is just neuro. So she's really, really has a ton of like knowledge on different strokes and things like that, that I have knowledge of, but not anywhere the same degree. So I could gotcha. do it. It would be a big challenge and a really stressful day, but I think I could make, I would definitely be able to make sure that people didn't die from negligence. <laughs> I think you trying to be like a software engineer and boss while having no uh, skills in software would be kind of a challenge. <laughs> Honestly, I think me even just trying to do your guys' jobs, even though I'm still a nurse, I'm not even that kind of nurse. Yeah, and true. so it, it'd be like, all right, suction the patient, and I'd like 
grab the vacuum from outside in the hall and they'd be like, okay, this guy goes nowhere near patients for a while. (laughs) (laughs) We're taking you down for a drug screening. (laughs) Oh no, he's clean. I have a Hoover. I don't know what else going to do. <laughs> he came back positive for Enthusahol, though. <laughs> <laughs> so much Enthusahol. I wish we could make Enthusahol a drug. We need to like make some sort of drink called Enthusahol. <laughs> it's just pumped with sugar. It's just like... <laughs> Like, you know, like the sugar drinks right now have like what, like 45, 50 grams. This would be like a yeah. hundred plus vitamin B. So it would essentially just be like, like, you could just do like four loco, what it used to be, not what it is now. Yeah. Back when it was like essentially a Red Bull with like 20% alcohol and like it had a bunch of other things in there like taurine and yeah, whatnot. Like you'd make it like a pre-workout and you just call it Thuzahol. Yeah, the stuff that makes you like your your you tingle, like you get <laughs> like all tingly. <laughs> I I I can't do pre workout. It, it feels too much like a panic attack. That is, I start having a panic attack, and I'm why yeah. am I so jazzed up right now? It feels weird until you start working out, and then you're like, yeah, I could work out forever. Yeah, um, then it- but if you aren't working out, then you just feel like you're gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think this is probably a good time to cut to the news, huh? Yeah. What do you say we do the news? All right, Daphs. Well, this news story um, comes from some website I've never heard of. So it's probably fake news. Super credible. UPI. Well, in fairness to me, it's also like a European, like, overseas newspaper. Because it is about... A uh, Museum of Hangovers. Uh, The title, (laughs) this is from today. Uh, Student opens Museum of Hangovers in Croatia. Uh, Croatian university students said swapping stories with friends gave them the idea for the country's newest attraction, the Museum of Hangovers. I'm sorry, student from Zagreb. I can't pronounce your name. Uh, basically, you can go there and find, like, just crazy stories, like, from people waking up and then finding out what they've done the next day. <laughs> um, in, uh, including the, in, in the attractions are beer goggles, reflex texting room, uh, an interactive area where people get to share their hangover stories, and, of course, alcohol. <laughs> so it's like a bar, but you also have, like, to do some things that make you feel like you're drunk or and, and learning. Have... Nice. Uh, here's my be- favorite part. It's a quote from said student. Um, I will attempt to say your name. Right, right. Reno Dubovic. 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 <laughs> Anyways, he says in the future we want to make people aware of the bad things. What I like about that is he says, in the future, like some unknown time in the future, we're going to tell people about the evils of drink. But for now, no. We're just going to rage. We're just going to party on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that is... So if you are in the Croatia area, um, post-holiday, you go ahead and you go down there. 
Yeah, if you're in Zagreb, you go down there. You, you hit up that hangar. And you tell them that Rick and Dad sent you. And I'm sure they probably won't give you a deal. No. Probably not. Okay. Um, this next one. Uh, the last two are going to be um, Christmas-related. Uh, because it is still the season. So, I mean, we might as well. Have you ever heard the song, uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Yes, I have. It's a, it's a horrible song. Not so much because it's just, like, bad, but it, it's it's kind of one of those earworms. Well, and yeah. it's also, it's also the, one of the songs that they play in Hell in the show The Good Place. <laughs> yeah, I actually am not surprised by that. It is kind of like, it's. you're right, it's totally an earworm, it gets in your head, and it's very annoying. I liken it to like the movie uh, I made a reference to earlier. Uh, uh, what is it? Ho- Christmas Vacation or whatever with Chevy Chase. It's like yeah. that in a song condensed into three or four minutes. And I hate <laughs> I hate that movie. <laughs> um, so that movie, the grandma gets killed, murdered, supposedly. Uh, best case scenario. uh. Well, I don't even know if it's the best case. Just in this scenario, there are two outcomes. One, uh, the grandson and the grandfather are in deep denial over her getting being a hit-and-run accident victim. Um, uh, and so they blamed Santa Claus. Another possible reason is that she's an alcoholic who has stumbled out into the street and been hit by a car. Or, and I don't know if this is worse or not, Santa Claus is a murderer who then flies away because he's too busy doing his job delivering presents. Your he was checking. He was checking his list twice and not watching the road. <laughs> Ooh, wow! He's he's made his list. He was checking it twice on the way. Don't text and drive. <laughs> Do you think he, if it was Santa Claus, that he left that dad, that grandpa who's wife got murdered uh like an extra present or like anything or just no reparations at all i mean it's what he asked for on the christmas list so i don't really (laughs) right well what if next year he asked for his wife back well i mean we're gonna have a a very strange zombie situation um i feel like Look, if it was Santa Claus, there are some reparations in order, and I feel like if I was his lawyer, I would be requesting a permanent place on the nice list. Just regardless of what you do. Yeah. You killed my wife. You are the bringer of toys. You will forevermore bring me whatever toy I want. You're... Is it how much toys per year do you get though? Is it only one toy for Christmas? I don't know. The quite the Santa Claus's rule. Um, I would guess that, like from the song "Santa Baby," she's asking a lot for quite a few things. So I feel like you could get more than one thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what I would want if my wife was murdered by Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, Mariah Carey says all she wants for Christmas is you, but then again, if you're Mariah Carey, you can afford absolutely anything. Mm, except, so, except for love. So love is really the only thing mm-hmm. you know you can't buy. All I want for Christmas is for her to stop singing that song. <laughs> it's a good song. I hate it. 
You hate it? Why? <laughs> I viscerally hate it. <laughs> Why? I think it's most... Actually, the song is fine. I just mostly... I find Mariah Carey very distasteful as a person. Really? Yeah. But she, like, makes pretty good music. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. Just... I don't know. Just don't like her. Uh, I think I'm also, like, uh, in all honesty, I also just hate all new when people try and make new christmas songs like all the christmas songs that were written before like 1970 75 whenever 80 i guess we can make 1980 the cutoff that's the end there are no more you cannot write any new songs they've already been written what, what do they call that when they like when they close the hall of fame thing or when they they like seal off like the original or something yeah they need to seal off the christmas songs if you are trying to write a new christmas song you like the record companies are legal should be legally obligated to not publish it (laughs) um i did do a a a playlist uh that was um uh, christmas covers and i thought it would be good and it was not good at all of course it it wasn't good it was like all these like pop bands and punk bands, like with My Chemical Romance and Weezer and like a few other ones, and they were just butchering these songs <laughs> because like you can't make those into like pop punk parodies. You just can't, man. There's no. just no. The closest I think I've heard, um, and this is, might be sacrilegious, giving just what I just said, was actually Bad Religion did a Christmas album, and it is quite good but it's yeah. all christmas classics it's like the hymns oh um see that could be good so check that out yeah um, my uh my tattoo artist really likes bad the religion he actually has a a signed guitar from them because he tattooed one of them and hang out for a while excellent harmonies which is yeah. what you need for a good christmas album uh any more thoughts on um Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Um, I mean, honestly, it's an APS report at the very least. <laughs> Clearly, someone was not washing their loved one. Negligence. Someone was potential hom- Nana. Potential homicide. <laughs> I mean, life alert. They have their next commercial right there. Well, I say, you know, the first thing is he's good one year he asked for a gun next year waiting on the chimney <laughs> if you're convinced that santa did it you are hunting santa for the rest of his life <laughs> first year i want a gun second year i want a reason give me a reason <laughs> i want your head um and this transitions into our last question quite nicely i think uh, is Santa Claus a, a superhero, or I guess does he have superpowers? I guess you'd say superhero because he is potentially doing good, giving toys out to people. However, he is also breaking lots of laws every year. Yeah, he's breaking and entering. He's trespassing. He's also inflicting his sense of morality <laughs> onto all the children of the world. What if my culture is different than your culture? What if 
what I'm doing is totally acceptable in this culture. Murder is good. If you grew up in Spartan culture. I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. There's just, there's just different ideas. Like, the idea of borrowing versus stealing versus lending. Like, there's a lot of cultural aspects to that. You can't just say it's cut and dry. Well, I actually, this is like really random, but I think it was like, I think that's how Magellan died because he ended up on some island where they didn't have any concept of like individual ownership. And so when they showed up, the the locals there just started taking stuff off their ship (laughs) and they thought they were stealing it. And so they ended up like having a battle with these people because the people were like, cool, you're part of our tribe now. Like, we're going to take all this stuff so we can all use it. And they were like, hey, this is our food and stuff. Get out of there. And then Magellan got killed. They're like, go check it out. That white guy brought me a ship. All right. (laughs) Hey, try to take it back. Let's kill him. Yeah, right. (laughs) What a liar. Well, and then people say he's the first person to go around the world, but he was just the captain, and he, they just kept his dead body on board until they made it around. Speaking of going around the world, that's what Santa Claus supposedly does one night a year. Yeah. Do you see how smoothly I transitioned back there? I mean, it's doable, but that's a lot of cocaine, man. <laughs> I think he is... Uh, I think he is a... Um, you know how every supervillain is the hero of their own story? Yeah. Uh, I think that's Santa Claus. He is the Magneto of the story. Where he's <laughs> like, I am like the Lord thy God. I decide what's good and bad. I go around and I'm giving toys to people. But I'm also giving coal to other people. I'm in, I've enslaved a race of like elves to do my bidding and I've like kept my wife up in the middle of nowhere isolated away from her family yeah yeah what yeah her 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 poor family hasn't seen her for hundreds of years the more we talk the worse this guy sounds <laughs> yeah it's not like what if you know if you were like if he was respectable if he knew what he was doing was right he wouldn't be hiding in the north pole at the very least, he'd be in Canada if he really was like a cold weather kind of guy. Or Norway or Finland. I mean, come on. Any of the Scandinavian areas, really. We uh we watched a show last night, and uh it's it's a really interesting show. It's called Maniac. It's on Netflix. Um, but uh in one of the episodes, he plays this guy who his his mother was Danish. Finnish and Swedish, and his father was uh, Icelandic, um, Icelandic, like from Greenland and something else. Essentially, it's like every single like Scandinavian slash Northern European slash whatever one together. Hmm. And and he goes, which is why I have this most incredible accent. <laughs> it's like essentially him just having a terrible accent. And then in the show, gives an excuse for why his accent's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) 
pretty like constantly okay. changing. We weren't podcasting at this time as much, but and so we didn't get to do a news story about it. But did you see where the president was like legitimately just trying to buy green? Yes. <laughs> he was like he was like, uh, I want to buy Greenland. And they were like, it's not for sale. And he's like, fine, then I'm not coming to your country <laughs> to visit anymore. And they were like, uh, I guess that okay, we're sorry that you're not coming anymore, but uh, Greenland still isn't for sale. They're like, man, two birds, one stone. Right. We got to tell him no, and he's not coming over anymore? <laughs> I would have been like, you know, weirdly, if he'd bought Greenland, I would have been like, well, uh, you know, at least we got something out of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, it would be kind of nice to have Greenland. But you know exactly what would happen. We would make Greenland a state. Yep. And Puerto Rico would be like, what do we got to do, man? <laughs> it would be called like Trump Island or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, my thought is that Santa, superpowers, clearly, uh, but mm-hmm. probably supervillain. Yeah, I mean, he's... He's like lawful neutral, I think, is how like, I would put how it. How is he lawful? He is definitely not lawful. No, what's the term? True neutral, then? It's where, like, you obey rules when you think you should, but you don't let them really hinder you. Yeah. But you're not chaotic neutral, where you're just, like, all over the place. You're more, like, very even-tempered, like, every situation, okay, well, we'll weigh the pros and cons. I think that might be the best way to describe me as a person. For me, it's a pineapple Fanta. Yeah, I know. That is exactly what describes me. (laughs) European, like kind of a little bit different than like the normal flavor, but still not crazy, but not, but definitely kind of towards the niche, but not. Yeah. Delicious, sweet, uh, Offbeat. If you drink way too much of it, you'll get sick. <laughs> too much of it, you'll get sick. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I okay. think now that we're just starting to ramble incoherently, I think it's probably the perfect time to end the show. That sounds good to me. I think this was an excellent episode and a good way to end the year and an exciting kind of like vision of things to come. Um, where people can hear us talking as we would normally over the phone while Daphs makes a sandwich or whatever you were doing earlier. Oh, I made myself a gin and ginger ale. Ah. Because you're never drinking alone when you have cats. Ah. Uh, last a side story and then we will end. But one of the traditions that Molly and I have is like, uh, and we haven't been able to do it for quite some time for obvious reasons, is we'll get a bottle of champagne and just drink it all out of the bottle yes. while toasting each other and eating I'm, like pizza. So we did that recently and it, uh, it was delightful. I bet. Uh, there, was a, there was a video about opening a bottle of champagne it asked 100 people to do it. And most people knew roughly how to do it. But there were three or four 
who took like the wine cork opener <laughs> and we're starting to like screw it up. <laughs> and they're like, what? what? Okay. Apparently I'm being asked to stop because what I'm doing is incredibly dangerous. <laughs> and it was like, wait, so a projectile that launches out with force and you're putting a giant sharpened corkscrew on it. To release the pressure. Of course. <laughs> Uh, I did. I did think the first time it's ever happened to me that it like fizzed up. Like I popped oh, the cork and it went. So then I just gave me an excuse to just swig it out of the bottle, like just like a man. <laughs> just act and actually, unfortunately for me, it was like super carbonated at that very point. <laughs> so it's like just like drinking air. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's whole videos of people failing at opening uh, champagne, and it's not just the whole like oh I tried to saber it open and it exploded because I'm an idiot kind of thing. It's like people like looking down at the bottle, I pop it, and it hits them right in the oh nose. Oh my gosh! The key is you have to open it fast. You have to just like hold it away from you and just pop it off. Yeah, <laughs> people will do that. They hold it away and pop it, but they end up pointing it directly at the cameraman. Oh no. <laughs> And it's like, oh, it's just hilarious. Can you imagine that, uh, like, um, workers' comp? Like, <laughs> what happened? Well, I was at the staff Christmas party during lunch, and I got hit in the eye with champagne cork. I'm blind. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, it's probably time to end. But that was a fun episode. Um, I so, uh, for both of us here, I'm Rick. I'm Daps. And have a good one. Oh, my God.